Hi, I'm Blake Bennett. And I'm Steve Atkins. And we are The The Limey and and The the Yank. Yank. A podcast that talks about rock and roll on both sides of the big pond, from the UK to the USA. Hello everybody, welcome back. This is the most exciting edition ever. It's about the hairstyles of all those rock and rollers that made them a hit, that made you want to go out and get that exact hairstyle. Right? It was an awesome time. Now, I will tell you, I am a child of the 80s, but I recognize that the real big change with rock and roll went from the 50s into the 60s. You have the Beatles and going from there, but we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the big hair, and we'll talk about all the crazy styles in between. All the different styles, 80s, how fun that was. Well, I don't know about 90s. It wasn't that fun. But anyway, 70s with the shags and the perms and all that. But let's start it off because let's get back to the roots of rock and roll. And I know once again, he's your guy, Elvis, and he started it all, man. Whether it was James Dean that followed, incredible. Yes, Elvis. The big thing with Elvis was he did the pompadour, which is actually quite an old haircut, but it made its return in the 50s in a very lifted and greased back and kind of uh, slicked back way. It was big. It was high maintenance. Guys were carrying combs in their pockets to keep that pompadour up. That is so true. A lot of those those movies that you see, it's, so, it's hilarious because if you look at like West Side Story, because the Tufts and this guy couldn't, like, blow out a candle. They all look like GQ models, man. It was <laughs> hilarious. It's not like the boys today with the tattoos, the rings, the piercings, the shaven heads. Not that we're all, you know, axe murderers. It was actually more heads. like Menudo had gone on a rampage. <laughs> 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 i got to see that movie again. Maria. That's right. I've just it's, that's it, right? That's now that so that made an unfortunate comeback with Tropical Storm Maria, and people are going, "Ah, that's big jokes." <laughs> Thanks for letting me know that. I couldn't even put the two together, but now you said that, buddy. Okay, so tr- thank you, Elvis. You're the man. And how about an Elvis song? I mean, yeah, you, of course. You can, because um, you know what is so funny? Because when I used to take the kids to Chuck E. Cheese, you had this giant teddy bear. And it was back then when you put a quarter in it and I still take this teddy bear out and they still talk about it and uh-huh. it did Kentucky Rain Kentucky <laughs> Rain came. but it did all the moves of Elvis and it was life size oh my gosh so just for that Chucky Cheese is great it's new and improved now so they tell me <laughs> the kids are too big to take but how about a little bit of Kentucky Rain I tell you yeah oh, he's got the magic he's looking for that lady Hey, and talking about Kentucky Fried Chicken Boy, that's your hometown. So this is for one for the Yank and one for Elvis, and thanks for the hairdo. Let's have a little little tinkle of that one. So with Elvis, but let's recognize the other stars which had his 
haircut too. There was uh, well before Eddie we go Carter. there. Let me let me make a comment here. I like the fact that you chose Kentucky Rain because when I thought to myself, what one Elvis song can I play? You can't pick just one. There's so many big hits, but Kentucky Rain doesn't stand out like Love Me Tender or Jailhouse Rock or any of those. So that's pretty cool. I'm glad we got to share that with the listeners. It does to me. It stands out more than any of those because he's telling a story. You know, like the poets that do it with the songwriting. Yeah. And that was one of those. He was telling a story. And it, just like I said about Main Street and Bob Seger, he just puts you there. He comes up to the old guy on the street and he says, Hey, I'm looking for my chick, man. <laughs> it's raining. I'm miserable. And he, that's and that's the magic of the uh, But see, most King people aren't going to think of that. And that's nice. We were able to give them something a little bit off the beaten path. I don't know about that. They probably do in their own way, but maybe think of it a different way. You know, as the uh, Rod Stewart, and we talk about Rod, the peacock. You don't have anybody with hair. Well, you do. <laughs> well, I don't have anybody. Hang on, let's, let's, let's confirm. <laughs> we either have Rod's small faces, Stuart, where it's all just long and shaggy, or we have Rod, if you want my body and you think I'm sexy, check out this hair because it's been teased and spiked and played with. <laughs> I mean, it almost looked like Tina Turner's comeback wig from I the 80s. I love any era Rod said, I love. Do you think I'm sexy or whether you just get up and dance? So anyway, let's finish <laughs> up. We finish off with, uh, you know, the uh, Eddie Cochran. And don't forget, like, we had, like, people like Billy Fury and uh, Gene Vincent, which were huge rock and roll stars in, in England. Who's Billy Fury? All right. I'm serious. I don't know who Billy Fury is. Bill Billy Fury was like... Sounds like a superhero. Yeah. <laughs> Billy Fury, punching his way to justice. <laughs> All right, let me play you a bit of Billy Fury. Cool. It hurts me so to know your heart's a treasure. All right, we're going into the 70s. How exciting. You said feathered, shagged, layered, whatever. I did not say shagged. I, yeah, babe. I may not be English, but I know that's a whole different you, meaning. I can pull it up on our intro video. You said layered, shagged, feathered. Or maybe you didn't. Is my nose growing? <laughs> the thing about right, it, if you did, well, I, I can tell you the story. That's the thing. One, of the, one of the things that a lot of young men who wanted long hair would say, I want long hair. And the hairstylist would probably go, oh, yeah. you don't have the genes for long hair, young boy. And so what they, they their compromise thing was, all right, well, let's let that grow out neatly and cleanly. Let's control the growth like your topiary. And they would use the words layered and feathered. And what that would mean, as you know, you're the stylist. You can tell me more of this, but that usually meant that they would try to kind of contain the crazy kudzu-like growth of the average teenage boy's hair. So tell me more. What Layered and feathered, what do you think? Layered and feathered, I mean, if you look at all the greats in the center, some people would call it the shag. You know, you've got like the ladies, Susie Quattro, Stevie Nicks is feathered and have you ever seen the pretty things don't take this personally i'm not calling you a pretty thing the pretty things they were the most outrageous group back then and you went through into the 70s too 
he had the longest hair that you'd ever seen on any I mean you know like the Beatles look so tame and ridiculous and we looked at them like cavemen it's like hilarious when you look back now it is really funny when you look at the 1950s Beatles and you look at those kind of clean cut look and you you realize that that offended and shocked a lot of people and they called them you know ragged looking and then you go up to the 60s and Abbey Road and you're like no that's ragged looking this this early stuff was it's amazing what what passed for rebellion back in the 50s yeah, but you see, I saw it both ways because being a kid in England and living there and then living in California as a kid and coming back, I've been here most of my life. Um, but what I'm saying, I didn't realize in our country, which I mean USA, which I'm a, proud to be a citizen, how conservative we were in the 60s and the 50s. I mean, God bless us, no one had a different style. I mean, I remember seeing like news footage of stadiums and I love Billy Graham and I'm, if you look at that crowd, it's hilarious. They all look like Sergeant Bilko or Goma Pat. Nobody has hair. In yeah. Fact, you know what, my friend? They kind of look like you, only a shorter. <laughs> and you look at the ladies and it's, no, I mean, just look, it's hilarious. They've all got different shaped helmets. Oh, but you've got a good point there different because helmets. And I'm there's going, a... You go back to the 50s and 60s like you're talking and you look at the Southern American thing, you've got the big hair of the ladies, the beehive. Yeah, which was okay to do, but as soon as a, a few guys came over the pond and they let the hair grow out, they're <laughs> like, they're the devil, you know? But yeah. I'm just, all I'm saying, I'm not knocking my tongue, I'm just saying... It's less I than just, one inch above the collar, therefore they're just, evil. Sometimes I just don't realize how conservative we were back then and I can understand being on both sides of the pond why they looked at the Beatles of this big rebellion which we thought was no big deal yeah exactly it doesn't seem to be a big deal now but back then oh my goodness <gasps> and getting back to the 70s and then you, you had your well you didn't because you're not a you're not a baby boomer you said look at those hippies you know look at those beatniks but the different dad Beatniks are different than hippies. Beatniks. Yeah, see, that's that's another thing. A lot of people who remember the, the hippies, maybe they don't remember that the beatnik culture contributed to that, but the beatniks weren't shaggy-haired guys. They were more like the Beatles' old-school hairstyle. They were that I-want-to-hold-your-hand era. Although, of course, they were more into reading poetry and talking about jazz. And, and if you applauded, you didn't clap your hands, you snapped your fingers. Yeah, man. Clapping hands or holding your hands. And you I'm know, feeling that jive, daddy-o. I'm hip to it. Yeah. Those L7 squares will never stack up. <laughs> but how important was it back in the 60s and 70s? If you had... A resemblance have you had the same hairdo as the star and the girls were screaming hopefully they were going to scream over on you but you know what sad was the double standards you could be kind of what we say homely over here or now we England, talked about we say, homely <laughs> homely means nice or ugly, oh, I'm sorry. No, ugly to the bone whichever <laughs> you want to call it if the boat race isn't right and I'll let the uh, the English sort that one out. They know what I'm saying when you say boat race. You know, if they had the hairdo, they were in with the ladies. And it mm. was an obsession. And I'll be honest, as I was, you know, guys start seeing a few things drop in the sink and that. 
and it's like the kiss of death, baby. Oh yeah. The girl said, "Are you losing your? I can't go out with you. You're gonna look <laughs> old." You go, "Oh shit!" I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm gonna say that because that's what you did. And I had a bit of work done, and but thank goodness the bald men came back. And we're gonna talk about the bald, not just the ones with hair. We're talking about rock stars. Is it, does it have to be hair or can it the be the brave and the bald? Hey, hey, hey! Hot chocolate. Errol Brown, we're going to talk about him. Oh, yeah. God bless it. I'm going to play a song dedicated. I've got my bald men lined up, buddy. It's yeah, but not- before we get to the bald men, let's take a moment and talk about that because you go back to the hair and you talk about the experimental stuff. You know, a lot of women were bleaching their hair themselves. They were trying to do it all on their own. And that's actually leads to poor Tina Turner, who had a hair chemical accident. And that's why she ended up wearing wigs. And I love her. She's great. She's got a fantastic style. There's nothing wrong with that. But it's an interesting point to note that a lot of times these kids on their own were trying to do their own thing. There wasn't a, they couldn't walk into a salon and say, yes, I'd like this, that, and the other. Yeah, but you still have to keep up that image. And the top of the image, like any fashion, it doesn't matter what you're wearing. If you don't have that hair, and if you don't have that staple, and if you don't have that stamp, Nobody's going to look any further. I'm saying you got, ladies, we all know, if you've got a fantastic looking hair do and you look absolutely incredible with shiny, beautiful hair and it fits, it really doesn't matter what you wear. You, you can look absolutely gorgeous in a potato sack. But that's <laughs> that's the business and I'm in and that's how I think it's so important. And you hit the nail on the head. A lot of these stars, you think, oh, they've got great hair and that and that. And not to pick on anybody, whether it's their hair, somebody else's, a weave and all that, it's not the, that's not what it's all about. It's about the image and about your, your look. I mean, it's, it's, it's common knowledge. You know, Roy Orbison, it wasn't his hair. You know, and there's quite a few rock and rollers just like movie stars. That's okay if you want to get that image. And, you know, they say, unfortunately... Poor, you know, God bless his soul, Michael Jackson, after that accident, uh, it was so severe that he did have to wear quite a bit of hair. And, mm-hmm. and other people have done the same, whether it's been through sickness and all that. But you see, I don't look at performers. I'm like, Gary Glitter, I, I, I put money on it. He had a gypsy's jig. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm and sure that was, that was a wig. You know, I mean, but you see, that was how important and that's why how extreme we went to to look like these stars in the 60s. You know, Sean Connery, he never wore his own hair in any of the Bond movies because he didn't have that much. Those hmm. are all wigs from... I didn't know from that. From gold member all the way down. And I can put... Gold member? Wait a minute. That's a different thing. <laughs> Let's go back. <laughs> gold digit. Gold. No, I'm sorry. I'm thinking of Austin Powers. All right. One for you. I mean, like, gold finger. <laughs> Let's play a little bit of Shirley Bassey just for... Let's, oh, gosh. Let's, how can you Shirley Bassey it? is wonderful. Okay. Yes, I'd be happy this, to. This is a tribute to gypsies, jigs, and people. I'm sorry... He's one of my favorite, and I don't care, and nobody cares because everybody knows. But let's let's play. Goldfinger, I love that. Goldfinger, he's the man, the man with the Midas touch, a spider's touch. 
cold finger beckons you. That's awesome. Okay. So it doesn't matter whether it's a wig, it doesn't matter if you've got no hair, it but you've got to have the right look. All right, so we're almost jumping out of the 70s hairdo, but before we go, I, I made a promise to myself I would play a little bit of uh, Chrissy Hines. Yes. And, uh, middle of the road. Do they use the mic, the harmonica in that or something? They, they do something in the mm -hmm. middle that just like blows you away. Yeah. Okay. Go ahead, Chrissy. This is dedicated to your hairdo and rocking out and giving us that shag and all that fantastic music throughout the 70s that will stay with us forever. Thanks a lot, Chrissy. I do love The Pretenders, and that's a great album. That was their big album in the 80s. Oh, man. I mean, what a what a rocker she was. And uh, we haven't talked too much about Bowie or Rod and all the people that followed those guys with the haircuts, you know? And well, yeah, let's, let's talk about Rod Bowie. Stewart for a moment. Which yeah. Rod Stewart? Do you want the small faces, let it all grow out, or do you want the, hey, check out how spiky I am? Uh, but you see, that's where I have to correct... He wasn't in the small faces because that was uh, they changed their name to the faces oh. after the small face. I know it sounds trivia, but people that are dedicated to oh, I didn't, I didn't realize. Well, yeah, there you go. That's okay. But anyway, the small faces and then, but yeah, you're right, buddy. If you look at uh, the faces, that was a great haircut, though. It's kind of like Tina Turner. She always said. I don't know if she copied his style a little bit. What do you think? But she had it in a much bigger way. If you yeah. look at those photos of her. Well, yeah, I keep thinking of the cover of that album, Blondes Have More Fun, which is the Rod Stewart album in the disco era. And he's got the big, poofy, spiky, blonde hair. And then I think about Tina Turner coming out with What's Love Got to Do With It? And she's walking around rocking pretty much the same look. Blondes have more fun. That was in his days of do you think I'm sexy and exactly. All that. But you know, just like I said with the Stones, they all jump on the bandwagon. They just make it their own, whether it's Miss You or and this is for you for giving us that haircut for all the time. And I'm sorry, I'm going to steal it again from you, buddy, because I I know he's a, an English rocker, um, Rod Stewart. You know, I, I think that that whole, if you want my body, please tell me so, please let... It sounds like he's a little needy. 
Maybe he's kind of insecure. <laughs> yeah. Come you on, tell, are please you please friggin' me kidding me? You Maybe know, tell me so. You know what? You are, you are out of your mind. <laughs> Rod Stewart is anything but insecure and needy. Uh, that is so right. That's and I like his it. taste in ladies, too. I like... You talk about blondes have more fun. Oh, but before we leave the 70s, didn't we have one other? And that would be Sir Paul McCartney. Because he was he was absolutely Mister, he for a while there he had the layered and feathered thing and then yes. he went on to the mullet. Yes, and you know what? When they were doing it, and he brought out one of the best albums, and people don't talk about it a lot. Venus and Mars, where he's got the the pool colors on the uh, mm-hmm. cover, and oh, I thought it was fantastic. And this is an anthem, I'd have to say, to Paul McCartney and Wings. And you've heard of it, Rock Show. Rock Show! (laughs) Here you go, let's play. And I think this is one of the best... And Wings had so many great hits. You don't, people don't talk about Wings because we're so obsessed with the Beatles. But they are in. I'd have to say my top twenty. They are great. Time. Yes. You know, and my no matter what the critics say, and God bless her, Linda was just an anthem for him. And they just, hit, they just had that magic and her vocals and uh, her contribution to. To the band, Wings would not have been that great band without it. No, they were definitely an ensemble. They were a big group of people. In fact, that's part of the fun. You look at the cover for Band on the Run where they've got all those random people thrown into the picture like James Coburn. And it's actually, you can tell when you go back and you listen to the anniversary edition where where the, if you get the anniversary edition of Band on the Run, there's a disc that's entirely a documentary about the making of that album. And you can tell this was a big group effort. Everybody was having a lot of fun. And yet they produced, they not only produced an amazing album, but they did it twice. Because the original was lost. I know I know the story. In Africa, yeah. he said some, some guy, wherever they are in Africa, has got his tape, his master tape. <laughs> that somebody took it out of his Jeep or something. Yeah. And he had to go in and do it like... I mean, talk... And, but that's what makes greatness. The pressure, baby. Boy, I can imagine. I mean, on the one hand, you're, you're Paul McCartney and you haven't become Sir yet, but you're definitely one of the most popular musicians in the world and have been for a solid decade but on the other you're solo now you're on your own and you've just put in a massive amount of work on something you thought was fantastic and now you got to do it again because the producers are going where are those master tapes and you're saying i think they were in the back of a cab or a jeep or some guy's hut i just don't know Oh, and what uh-huh. a great cover with the guys in the spotlight. Yes. And they had English and American, like Peter Cushion, I think they had a few. But I knew everyone. I don't know the names off hand now, but it, it was a great... I well, mean, there was, was the Jailer Man and there was Sailor Sam. Oh, Sailor Sam. <laughs> yeah, you were so right. And Jet. So, oh, which was the best 
song ever known to man. I've danced with that a few times. And that whole time, he's at some point he's wearing a mullet and it's okay. Yeah, because it looks cool. And it did back then, but don't wear them now. You'll get arrested. Hey, Steve. Yeah. How do we tell them that we're done for the day? I don't know, because I'm having too much fun. We have covered so many wonderful artists and so much great music. I just want to carry on till the midnight hours. But I'm afraid we're just going to have to tie it up and wait for our next show. Yeah, I think so. So that's all the time we have for now. But keep tuning in, because we'll always have more for you. Oh, yeah, and just remember, though... We want to know how you think, folks. We want your favorite song and your favorite time where it takes you back. England or America, we're not biased. So you join in. And if you've had as much fun and as much as excitement and a great time like we have, we will definitely see you on the other side of the microphone next time. Rock and roll.